this is the player I'm going to get mad at you guys about, just so, you know, steal yourself. Failure. You take it very personally. It's scary. You shame me, guys. You shame me. Uh-oh. Tell me why I'm wrong. So I'm just going with my heart over my head, because my head is stupid anyway. Prepare for total domination. Oh, yeah, it does suck. I've never been proven more wrong in my life so quickly and so dramatically. Recording September 12th, 2022. You are listening to this maybe on September 13th, 2022. Maybe. September 14th, 2022. It'll be as much of a surprise to us as it is to you. We might get this out before game two of the WNBA finals. It is the sixth podcast of the year with your co-host Snap Wilson, Becky, aka Robococo, and MJ Tolliver, aka opinionated underscore MJ on Twitter. And we have a very important returning guest. The only good thing to come out of Connecticut making the WNBA finals gives us an excuse to bring back Kayla Dos Santos of the W lead Connecticut Sun reporter, writer of sports everywhere. She's back. Welcome back, Kayla. How you doing? Let's go. Let's go. So much for bringing me back. I know this time I said actually said you know why people should know you, but you you, you probably gave us our best podcast rating, so we should probably try and tell people why they should know us instead. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys having me back. I'm thrilled to be here again. Right, we're happy to have you back. So, of course, the reason that we have Kayla back is the Connecticut Sun were victorious over the Chicago Sky in the. WNBA semifinals. We're going to talk a little bit about that. On the other side of the bracket, the Las Vegas Aces polished off the Seattle Storm in four games. Uh, Chelsea Gray was really good. Blah, 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 blah. That happened. (laughs) Seattle in four. I was even surprised that it it only went four, but it did. I think they had a hard time recovering from that spectacular, amazing, wonderful game three that we went to deep, deep detail on in the last podcast. Just, yeah, it, it, Seattle played, played very well. All four games were pretty close, at least in regulation, and they could have gone either way, and they went our way, three games to one. So I'm very, very, very happy about that. On the other side of the bracket, we had an ugly, messy, as, as Kurt, Coach Kurt from Connecticut likes to say, <laughs> I'm blanking on his last name. I, would, I was going to go there, and I completely forgot it. Messy series, the game... Five was probably just wild and traumatic for you, Becky, and heartbreaking. It was a little traumatic for me, too. It looked like Chicago was going to win. What did they have, a 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter? Eight or 10? I think it was a 10-point lead. And then they were, yeah, and then they were outscored, I think, 22 to 5 in that final quarter. And the turning point seemed to be the little minor altercation that happened with Kalia Copper and Dewana Bonner and Chonkwell Jones. Do we think that it really had anything to do with it or it just was it like the worst possible time that the Chicago sky went cold at the wrong possible time? It, 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 they did seem to lose their composure after it, I thought. That they they had, they the way that they played that final bit, the the fouling of Jonquel Jones on that basket that they had absolutely no no chance to prevent that put them down three and then after that just some really really bad decisions. I hate to I hate to bring this up, but we're going to talk this through, Becky. We're going to get you through it. Maybe you had already gotten through it, and we're just we're just reacting 
pad old memories. But that's what we're going to do too, because you know we need the content. How what was your impression of of that final quarter and that moment in particular? Particular, did you think that 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 did anything said anything different, or was Chicago just in a bad way throughout that whole quarter? I didn't really put it on that moment. Actually, I've of course I've gotten everyone in my firm to watch the sky, and now they're all like, "Oh, what happened?" And so one of the partners were like, "Oh, it really seemed like that moment was the turning point." And for me, being in an arena, it didn't feel like that. The sky were playing bad all fourth quarter, I thought. Not yeah. bad, but just couldn't execute on offense and couldn't hit their shots. So it it seemed like that little moment was more symptomatic of how they've been playing beforehand than it being the turning point. But I have not gone back and rewatched it. I have no I can imagine. So <laughs> if anyone has another opinion, I <laughs> All right, let's let's go to our guest and let's talk a little bit about game 5 and just get your observations in general on that about the game in total and the particular in particular the run in the fourth quarter. Give us your thoughts, Kayla. Well, to answer your question that you asked Becky, I mean, I don't think it's I think it's very easy for the Sun to look back at that moment and be like, "Ah, oh, yes." That was the moment it pulled us together as a team and we, you know, came together and that's why we won. I think it's really easy to look back now and, and say that, but I don't, I kind of agree with Becky. I don't think that was really it considering it was like the whole fourth quarter kind of seemed to be heading in the sun's tilting in the sun's favor. I should say, maybe that Mm -hmm. was the moment that really let them go downhill, but I think it was kind of already heading that way. I mean, the game as a whole, it was just, as a fan, I was in the, the fourth quarter. It was one of those games that just kind of leaves you speechless. Obviously, I was you know jumping around my living room and whatnot when they when they went on that run. But I don't know. I think I I will say I have given Dewana Bonner a lot of grief mm-hmm. on Twitter, and I've I think we've talked about it a little bit when I was on here when I was on here the last the last time. But I was really impressed with with her and with Courtney, and I think that's pretty much what I said the last time I was here was when they get good games out of Courtney or Dewana, never mind both at the same time, they're, they become a pretty tough team to beat just because you know you're going to get great performances from the front court. I mean, it's the best front court in the league. So when you add in a, you know, an 18, 20 point game from one of those wings, it just, it becomes hard to beat them. And I don't even think Courtney, what, I think she only finished with like, not maybe 12 points, something like that. I could be totally wrong. Yeah, but, you're right. 12 points. Right. But I thought she was just really impactful. I think it was one of her better games of late, just rebounding, just, just everything. So I was really impressed there. Obviously the front court is going to do what they're going to do. I'm, I'm not, it doesn't even surprise me anymore when they, when they have those games, but yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised and happy with, with Duana and Courtney. I do have to agree with that, that Courtney and Dewana had really good games, even like multiple games in the season, in the series. And it wasn't just like sometimes with, with Bonner and Williams, it's like, okay, they're going to throw up some shots. And like, sometimes they make them at a high clip and sometimes they don't. It it wasn't just like they were hitting kind of impossible shots. I felt like Courtney Williams' decision-making on offense was better than I'd seen her earlier this season, Dewana Bonner was really suffocating on defense. I feel like there were multiple mm-hmm. times where just 
this guy would get in good position, but then Dewana Bonner and her like arm length was there and there was just nothing they could do and she was getting herself right to the right spots. So they, they really did impress, I think, in, in the last couple of games. And that's another thing too, because I know we I know I talked about this the last time I was here about my copper PTSD with Dewana Bonner guarding her. And I think she did an incredible job guarding copper. Obviously, copper got hers and she got to the rim and probably could have gotten a few more calls than she did. But I still think overall, I mean, that's exactly what you, all you could ask for from, from Bonner. I mean, she's not going to hold her scoreless, but to, to kind of contain her like she did, I was, I was really impressed. Yeah, probably the, if you want to point, and I don't necessarily want to point to one player and say that they were the, the difference but you kind of have to look at a little bit at Allie Quigley for the length of the series. And it was just, she was as cold as cold could be, I think, for, for the, this particular series. She went uh, 1 of 12, 1 of 11, and 3 of 10 in, in three of the games, 4 of 11 in one of the other games. And then the, what you could call the only decent shooting was 3 of 6 in game 4. Yeah, a game four, which was the blowout. Really, really rough on her end. And that's just the kind of way it goes for shooters. It doesn't, I don't think that it's any particular indicator that she she's lost a touch or anything like that. Do you think this is it for her, Becky? Or is it just something you don't want to contemplate at the moment? The only way I've rationalized her retiring is if Sloot stays and mm-hmm. she's just kind of like in the stands every game with a Courtney Vandersloot jersey being a big white guy. <laughs> and so that's just what I've decided will happen if she retires so so that's how you're going to make peace with it <laughs> yes yes i don't know it sounds i mean she's certainly contemplating it there's no she's made some yeah. that she's contemplating it i think i think she still has the goods to keep playing and i think you know she had a bad shooting series but just two months earlier she demonstrated why she was one of the best shooters on mm-hmm. the planet so you know people can be hot and cold and i don't think it's like she suddenly aged over you know the last couple months yeah right and she also in the previous series uh, against liberty she had games of 18 points and 15 points so clearly yeah and i and i don't mind like you know james wade just still keeping Mm. her in and still telling her to shoot and saying you know you'll get your shot Mm. back as a strategy i think other people have other opinions but you know She's still a great shooter. Yeah. So who was your MVP for that series, Kayla, on the Sun? Who do you think who do you think made the biggest difference? Oh, probably. Oh, that's a tough one. I wasn't prepared for this question. Uh, Sorry, um, that's what we like to spring them on you. Yeah. (laughs) I would say all for N. Either AT or JJ, probably. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can't go wrong with either of those. So those will be my final answers. Don't ask okay. me. Don't ask me this one. <laughs> I, I, I will not do that. MJ, did you catch every game? I, yeah, I think so. I want to say I didn't see so much of game four. Yeah, that was like the one you could miss. Yeah, and but yeah, game five was like crazy. It, it looked like a total team effort to me. I know we're like saying front court, back court, but I think it was just both because mm-hmm. it just seemed like they were. As sometimes they were too big. And sometimes they were too quick. Like Courtney can just 
breezed by whoever was in front of her. Natisha was doing things that was like otherworldly. I'd never seen her do like that. That left hander she did from the right corner, coming from the right corner. Oh, yeah, that was so nasty. And then it's like that was big. Like, that in that final game, that was the, like she really stepped up, and I think that was that was important. Yeah, and then they would find John Quill and Brianna just like off a roll, throw it right to him. And then they'd have one of the wings like slashing also. So it was like, it's like, it was too much action going on in Chicago. Just at times looked like they were just a spinning top. Like, huh, where's this going? Where's it? And just wasn't reacting fast enough. I don't think it looked like their legs were, they were just gas too. It looked like it. Cause a lot of those transition plays, I just find Chicago really lagging behind them. It would be Candace on the Island or, you know, it was always like three on one always. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of what I seen from it. Then you got Duana just showing up, like it'll be like pass, pass, and then Duana's wide open. You know what I'm saying? And you got to try mm-hmm. to close out on her. It just looked like a total team effort. Just Chicago played well, but they just fell apart at the wrong time. Like I think they got caught in what we seen from Connecticut in the previous series. Like they want to slug it out with you. They don't want you to mm-hmm. have the freedom to play how you play and i think that's what we've we're seeing now you know we'll get to this series but i think they're making everybody play their style yeah yeah that that pretty much held true i think over the course of the series that there was going to be if there was going to be a game where chicago kind of got out of it to to play the game that they wanted to play and i guess that happened it, it happened in what was it? Game two. Oh, yeah. Uh, the 85-77 win. Was that, was, that was game two, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I think okay. that was game two. That was game two. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 76-72, when they, they won in game three. But uh, that's that's also kind of, it's kind of in the middle, right? <laughs> of, of where Chicago wanted it to be versus where Connecticut wanted it to be. Yeah. They Chicago. That's basically what Connecticut does, is, is Connecticut can slow it down. They can make things mucky. They can get you out of your offense, and and that's basically what they've what their modus operandi has been all year. And it, it did work out for them. They had the highest net rating throughout the year, even though they lost some close games, which cost them in the standings and gave them the number three seed. Doesn't matter now. They're they're in the WNBA finals. And I don't I don't mean to instill fear in you, Snap, <laughs> but. The, the sun look like they have a way of trying to take your shooters out of the game. We'll get so to that. Beware. We'll get to, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm not unhappy after game one, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in, in a little bit. Just some final thoughts on, on Connecticut, Chicago. Chicago obviously is very up in the air as to where they go from here, who's going to be back. And if people are retiring, if they're going to come back, I really do hope that they they roll it over because I think this was a really really good team you know I don't know if if Allie is done and and she's she just feels like you know that's that's it or or not if they do then they really they need somebody to be a perimeter shooter for them and really step up because I think they'll, they'll really miss that without her out there but beyond that is I don't I really don't want to see Candace retire. I'd love to see her come back just because it's it's too many too many people retiring this year. We don't need another legend departing at the same time. And then I hope Salute decides to stick around. I don't want her going off to Seattle or something. That just feels kind of 
weird. Because they got a they 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 have a good team and they they probably got like they all of a sudden got a really decent bench behind them now. So I hope they I hope they stick it out. One more one more turn, one more try. Come on, could do it this time for sure. And then Connecticut, who have been we've been talking a bit about them with how they've been saying their windows closing. Uh, I don't know what in particular makes them think that the windows closing. This this core maybe maybe with Brianna maybe without. Is guaranteed to be around for one more year just because of contract. Dewan is not going anywhere. I don't think they're going to trade JJ. That would be silly. I don't think they're, they're trading Alyssa Thomas. That would be silly. I don't think anybody's taking taking Dewan or Jasmine Thomas on their current deal. So your window is extended at least through next year <laughs> because it's the same team's going to be here basically. Just matters whether or not Brianna is, and if not, then then how they make up for that and who they who they put out there. Do you have any? I guess I mean it's, it feels weird to talk about this now. Maybe we'll talk. About, we'll save it for the end of the podcast, and we'll we'll talk about a little bit about the the future of these two teams. But let's get on now. We had game one. The Connecticut Sun got their charter flight out to Las Vegas. I think they played the game that they wanted to play in terms of controlling pace and and this and that. The, the things that went really well for them were, was the pacing. I don't know that they 100% got the defense that they wanted, or maybe it was just it was just that they could not account for the magic of Chelsea Gray scoring odd buckets. You know, her usual, she's she, I call it being in the matrix because that's what she is right now. It just, the game seems to be operating in slow motion for her with everything that she's doing. Asia was spectacular in that game, 24 points on 11 field goals, a 12 or 12 from 14 at the line, 11 rebounds, just a tremendous defensive performance. And then on the other end of that, there were probably some things that could have gone better. Kelsey Plum went one for nine and not all of that was defense. She just missed a lot, quite a few wide open jumpers. She's been struggling a little bit in the playoffs of late. Maybe she's nursing something that she's not telling anyone about or or something, or it could just be, like we said with Allie Quigley, it's just she's on a cold streak and hopefully it will get better. The Aces shot 39.7% from the floor, 20.8% from three. They were out-rebounded 38 to 33. They had only eight assists on 23 field goals. And they won. <laughs> Good luck. So, <laughs> I feel fine about that. I didn't think everything went as well as it could have for this game. I thought that a lot went really particularly well for Chicago or Connecticut. I think Michaela is probably going to have some some things that they, she thought could have gone better for them. And this is this is what happens is is that you have to you have to make up for it in other ways. You're not having the offensive performance that you expect to have. You got to have, you have to make up for it in other ways, you have to play really good defense, which they did. That was tremendous defensive performance from the Aces all around in that game. I was extremely, extremely happy with it. They, uh, yeah, they we even we even had more turnovers. It's crazy that we won this game, just given if you look at the statistics. But I didn't think that they were like stupendously outplayed. I thought that they their shooting was especially cold. Connecticut did play great defense, and they did the pace that they wanted to. But I thought we left a lot of points on the board with a lot of missed open shots which will happen. It is a game that you look back on and you go, that's the one we needed if you lose it. And that felt like that. If I, if we lost, I would have been, ah, crap. Well, that was a game. It was close. 
we needed to somehow get over the line and they did. So I'm particularly pleased about it. I do think that the aces can play better if, if the sun control the game, control this, all five games, the way that they do this game, then that's really good for them. If one game gets away from them and the aces are able to, to throw up their number, I feel very, very good about winning the whole thing. But we're going to hear the other side from this. Kayla, give us your thoughts on this game. What did Connecticut leave on the board? What do you think that they could have done better? Well, they could have shot the ball before the shot clock went off. <laughs> that was that's a key thing. <laughs> yeah, that would have been that would have been helpful, but kind of just as you said it, it it felt like a game the same exact way you just said it felt like a game the Aces needed to win because it was right there. And then you look back on it and say, dang, we should have won that game. It feels just like that. I mean, they played just like game three in Chicago. That was exactly how, I mean, and yeah, the one that was at Mohegan against Chicago, that was a game that was played exactly how the Sun wanted to play it. And mm -hmm. they lost, ended up making up for it. But I mean, if you... If you look at a bunch of different, a bunch of the different stats, like the sun had a monster edge and a fast break points, they doubled them up points in the paint. They had more second chance points. They had seven more offensive rebounds, 10 more assists. They shot better from three. And like you list all those things and then you're like, oh yeah, they still lost. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that just doesn't, it stinks. And it, I don't know how, <laughs> like, I, it just feels like a really tough loss mm -hmm. to bounce back from, because I don't know, obviously there's, there's things they can improve on, but at the same time, there's a lot of weight, a lot of things the aces can improve on. Just like you yeah. said, I don't know that you're going to get another performance like that from Kelsey Plum, like not taking advantage of that poor, poor shooting night. Obviously she's in a slump, but that could very easily end tomorrow and then then the, the series is over assuming that chelsea gray continues to be superhuman i don't know what what word to use I, yeah but, i know I, everybody's like eh, well it's like can she really keep this up it's like she only has to keep it up for two more wins that's that's all right. i'm asking for <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah it's it it did feel like one of those losses that just slipped away and i will say that in the post game it was jjat and and uh, Bree Jones, and they seemed very, they were, seemed like they were chilling. They seemed very positive, mm -hmm. pretty much saying, like, we know we could have won this game, and we know we can play this kind of defense for the next four games or however many games they need to. So it was good to see them, you know, really, really positive and optimistic. Obviously, that's what you want to see from, from your team after, after a tough loss. But I think, I don't think this is going to be like a sweep. I was confused when everyone after the Sun won were like talking about that the Sun were going to get like molly whopped in three games by like 20 every game. I didn't. It's a great verb, by the way. I love that molly whopped. <laughs> I, I didn't really understand that. A bunch of angry people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to each their own, I think it's, I know Snap wanted to watch would have yeah, so that's basically it it's sour sour grapes over over not getting ace of sky and i yeah, fully understand I that feeling no, and, and i totally understand why you wouldn't want to watch a game like yesterday i mean as a basketball fan it's not necessarily yep. super enjoyable but that's how the sun have to play so yeah. i guess we'll see what kind of adjustments are made i don't i don't know we'll 
we'll see. All right, let's let's go for the neutral ob observers right now and get their thoughts on game one. And we will start with you, MJ. Give us your thoughts on game neutral. one. <laughs> you're neutral, right? Uh -huh. Oh no, you're, you are rooting for the aces, but uh, uh, I, 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 I trust your ability to to be neutral in this stance. I mean, I, I am kind of neutral because um, beware, beware. They look the the sun look like. I don't know, Dewana Bonner at the end, she just looked like she went after the shot. She just was like, yeah, we got them right where we want them. It just seemed like that's kind of her attitude, how it was, because mm -hmm. they they just, you know, they didn't walk off like with their head in their hands or nothing. They're just like, yeah, we're going to get y'all because to me, it was a jousting match. It wasn't mm -hmm. it's like they both were able to impose some of their game plan on each other, but not fully. But I still feel like the sun were like, eh, let me let's let's hold you close. Come here. Let me just hug you, right? You're going to stay right here. I'm not going to let you get too far. Mm -hmm. And we're going to position ourselves to be able to win a game. When probably, I, I see it happening this way the whole series. Maybe the Aces get away. But if Kelsey is in a slump, then mm -hmm. we good luck. But I will say, uh, I mean, the, the same thing I said about the Sun beating Chicago is pretty much the same thing I seen in game one. Like, mm -hmm. you know, they they are running around like crazy. And they try to take your guards out the game. And uh, I think we may need to see a, a 30 ball from Asia at some point soon here. Cause I don't know if her and Chelsea is going to be enough. Cause at early in the game, I'm looking like, okay, where's, where's Kia Stokes. She needs to be in the game. And then suddenly things just seem to be shifting towards the sun. And then it's like, Oh, throw Dierica Hamby, Hamby in there, throw her in there. She, changed the complexion of the game to me yes. because I felt like they needed another body, a bigger, more defensive body out there. Yes. 100%. She, I feel like she clinched the game for them. That's just my observation. Like Chelsea was doing her Steph Curry impression, just throwing it up and taking a step off of it after she shoot it. And AJ was doing her thing, but they needed another body because it was getting to the point where John Quayle was getting down low, doing whatever she wanted. Rihanna was getting down low, doing whatever she wanted. And Alyssa's like throwing up them one handers that she's been throwing up, you know, all playoffs mm -hmm. for the most part. And it's just like, yeah, somebody got to put a stop to this. And then she came in and she, she clinched the game to me. So I don't, yeah, I picked the aces, but ooh -wee. if if it's games like this before over the next possible four, yeah, they got a handful. Just speaking of Alyssa's one-handers, so we had the sellout of for game one, and there were a lot of new faces around me. And the number one question being asked is, What what's wrong with that girl's shot? <laughs> Like every time, every time Alyssa did yeah, her, her little, it looks her little, uh, yeah, her little non-shoulders torn labrum pitch shot. I was just like, what? Is, is she okay? Why does she shoot like that? And I'm just like, just, just Google Alyssa Thomas torn labrums. You can join the WNBA meme economy in, <laughs> or in, in the she, torn labrums. She's effective though. She's yeah, 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 absolutely. It's crazy. And yeah, and uh, Derek, Derek Hamby, tremendous. Uh, yeah, 100% was one of the reasons, big, big reasons that they won is just that 10, 10 minute stretch. Uh, she finished plus seven. The Aces finished less than plus seven. So you can, you can kind of see where that went. Big time rebounds that led to a lot of Aces points. And uh, the, the one steal that she had was huge that, that led to a fast break on the other end. The assist to Asia coming down the pipe. Uh, so okay. happy to have her back. We have to remind ourselves she's a multiple-time all-star. We have a multiple-time all-star that was not fully has not fully been deployed. If we even just get a fraction of what she's capable of doing, 
that'll be big, huge, huge thing. That's the like the body that they've been missing, especially on defense. Definitely. Um, Becky, give us your thoughts on game one. I have kind of my little list of questions. Okay. I don't know, Snap, do we want to wait to talk about that final play? Like what? Oh, the the the. That? If we if we have to, I just I just didn't, <laughs> didn't think they had enough time, and it, it was a good defense. But we can talk about it. Well, there were a couple things that I was surprised by. One is they called a timeout when they were moving in transition, which is a area where the sun thrive. And mm-hmm. then that final shot from Dewana is that <laughs> is that not what they wanted, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. <laughs> But she, uh, she makes what I like to call so many quote unquote bullshit threes that yeah. if you're going to have somebody attempt a bullshit Uh-oh. three, then, then it's Dewana. Every three she makes, look what her, her career percentage is, okay? It's like 25% and then it's a flat shot and it's terrible and I hate it, but it goes in, especially when it goes in against your team. It's just the, uh, like, uh, it drives me crazy, but you know, it, whatever. It, it does drive me crazy too, especially like at some point. I questioned, have I seen Duana Bonner's true shooting form? <laughs> because she's always trying to get the foul call. So it's like, what is actually her shooting form? I don't think she was quite going for that on that play. Um, well, let's let's ask let's ask Kayla. Uh, how did you did you think that they bungled the the final play call, the calling the timeout and transition, and getting that shot, or was it just a, a matter of good defense and they just didn't get the look they wanted? First, I don't. I I agree. They should have got out and transition and if you know nothing comes of it then you can take the time out and you have the ball advanced with you know five six seven seconds left but number two I don't know if you guys remember that overtime loss against the sky back in I think it was the end of July it was the game that went to overtime after that like technical happened in regulation then it went to overtime and it was literally the same situation I just pulled up the play-by-play because I remembered it so vividly, but wow. there was eight seconds left and they were down three and it was, I, pull it up. It was literally like a, you could have been, it might as well have been the same exact play. And it was the same thing. Bonner got this little, she was just stuck with the ball, had nowhere to go and just like hoisted up this three that had no, <laughs> no chance of going in and they lost by three. It was, it was the same exact play. I, and I, oh, wow backs and it was the same like i don't know why Alyssa thomas is on the court when you need a three that's another thing that that's um, a good point so yeah no i and it's funny actually because when i believe it was that game yeah and the post- who, do you, who do you have in in that spot anyone else dijanae okay probably? all right okay i'm Maybe. just curious yeah i would say dijanae but in that after that sky game that lost against the sky in overtime, I asked Kurt in the post game about, about that final play. Just like, was that what you were looking for? Was it just an execution issue? And his, I won't say it's an exact quote because I don't remember the exact quote, but more or less what he said was that was on me. I effed that up. Oh, okay. Uh, so it looked the exact same yesterday or yeah, yesterday. So I, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's an execution thing. If I, I'm, I'm speechless. I, I have no <laughs> idea. Fair enough. I, I think it was tough. I just think it was tough. Like regardless of what they were doing, I, I really didn't even think about the transition part of that. I, I, I just, I, I assumed they were going to call a timeout and try and get the, 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 the throw in from, from half court. So, but yeah, maybe, maybe they just, 
but if you have three, like it's rough, you know, because then you have to you have to get a, a spot up three in transition. And I don't know if you're they were completely set up to do that the way that they were. Well, so. but in the huddle, he was saying like go for the two, and if not the three, that's what I heard on the broadcast. Oh, okay, know. yeah, all right, there you go. I haven't, yeah, I haven't you watched have heard the it end, at but, the game, but right. yeah. So in the huddle, he was saying go for the two, if not the three. And so that's maybe that's still rough. That, that's a, yeah, wait, I don't know. Two in you know, and then and then gotten a steal, which is something that they're good at doing. Mm. I don't know. It was just it was not an impressive end to the game for Connecticut, particularly in a close game. What do we make? of the free throw differential. Oh, I will let Kayla field this one too. <laughs> <laughs> the Sun got five free throw attempts all game. The Aces got 19. Yeah, I think it's a little befuddling just considering the Sun scored 40 points in the paint on 38 shot attempts. So normally when you see those numbers, you would expect to see some more free throw attempts. But I think for the most part, I didn't have any issue with the way, you know, the foul calls on... On the Aces end, I think for the most part, they were obviously being physical with Asia as you have to be. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 14 is, that's a lot, 14 free throw attempts. But, you know, for the most part, I, I think it was it was fine down on that end. But they, I mean, they definitely missed, missed a few on the other end. I think JJ got, JJ really doesn't honestly get, get the calls, a lot of calls that she should down low um, she's, she's in that near super big area yeah. where they just the, the WNBA refs just don't officiate those players fairly yeah definitely and I think you you've seen that and she's definitely gets frustrated by it she mm. I know she did in that in that Chicago series and and I think she was a little bit the other day or yesterday too so yeah it was unfortunate I mean is that why they lost no but we move on I guess yeah, I really don't I, don't, I don't like getting into officiating. I didn't think it was, it, I've, and I'm obviously very biased. The crowd was, the crowd was calling half the things that weren't even close to fouls anyway, and just booing the crap out of the refs. Maybe okay. that had something to do with really? it. No, that surprises me. <laughs> no, we are not the, we are not the like uh, arbiters of, true arbiters of judgment when it comes to, to which fouls are being or whatever the refs seem to ignore us anyway so it doesn't it doesn't really matter no but maybe that had something to do with it and that's that's part of a home court advantage yeah i was gonna say that yeah that's just the the way it is so i do think give hope i think to the sun right that you know a 14 free throw differential is not super common right with such a close game if a couple you know if a couple calls switch the other way just as, as long as we get a couple threes, Kelsey threes back in return, I will accept a, a more even differential, <laughs> whatever it takes. Um, I do yeah. also have, sorry, I have my little Go list ahead. of questions. In terms of the aces balance of their scoring, does that raise concerns? Obviously, just how I feel about Allie, I think Kelsey plums, shooting will come around. She's not going to yeah. shoot one for nine every game. Raquana Williams went one for six, which is unusual for her. She's normally that sharp shooter. Yeah, and she was tremendous during the Seattle series. So yeah. I'm not worried about either of these players. And, and that just kind of answers. Kind of a mild game. And then Kia Stokes, one attempt in 25 minutes. <laughs> that's, 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 that's what we want from her. <laughs> don't get don't get out too out of hand, Kia Stokes. No, there's sometimes that it's it's really weird that they try and force like Kia to get something. And I think they they just it's like it's it's either there or it isn't. She has an open lane to the basket because everybody's ignoring her. Then you make the pass. 
but there are times where they like really try to force it into her and there's no chance or they're winging it or they're swinging it around the perimeter and she's at one corner and it's like all right why don't no just don't don't swing it that way it's fine unless unless it's seattle in overtime and suddenly she hits a dagger three which was amazing it's just that's fine one one shot she was there to play good defense which she did she did really well she is there to help us get offensive rebounds even though she doesn't get credit for all of those little tips that she she sends to other players did a great job of of getting i would say of those six offensive rebounds i'm going to say four of them were were probably tipped from her and it looks like she had did she have any offensive rebounds herself uh, she had two she was a big part of the offensive rebounding and keeping keeping shots alive on both ends she just tips it tips it tips it she's gotten really really good at it and she's gotten like good with the court vision in terms of getting getting the ball where it needs to go i have no problem with kia stokes playing 25 minutes in this lineup even if she only takes one shot and i think connecticut is the the team that you can kind of afford to do that against a little bit because you don't the, have to feel no way about saying that yeah i just it's just in terms of where the ability to get shots elsewhere, which didn't 100% show up this game, but I, I, it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it's, it's saying that we're going to have these constant problems. One, three from Kelsey, Raquana, whatever that didn't go in, that it goes in next game, makes it, doesn't, makes it look not so close, especially given that they were up by so much and then did like two straight pick six, basically. Where, where Connecticut was just able to run the way for an uncontested layup at the end. That was more uncharacteristic to me. It's like, that's like, all right, you guys are, you, you need to calm down and just, you know, do something easy and not, not get so flustered by, by the, the press. So I'm, I'm fine with it. I think she's done a tremendous job this postseason. I think she's, she is a very important player to have. In this game, especially if if you know she can fill those 25 minutes and then Derica can fill maybe another 15. That's for the for the big rotation, that's beautiful. That would be all that we need. I'd be very, very happy with that. So I'm I'm fine with the one the one shot. That means that they weren't struggling elsewhere to get opportunities. And I think against this this particular defense, it's probably not gonna be her game where she's gonna like get a whole bunch of offensive opportunities just because she's it's always going to be one of jj or brianna on her so no 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 problems there okay very last question there are four rookies in the finals we only <laughs> saw Ileana repair for about yep. five minutes didn't have the greatest five minute stretch which rookie do you think we'll see the most of in these finals and do, you, do you think how, how much of any rookie are we going to see from Connecticut, Kayla? Zero minutes. <laughs> there you go, Ileana Repair. She's she's already clinched. Yeah, she'll probably be the only one. That may that may be this may be they may, this may be the only minutes that we we see of her all series and 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 uh, yeah, she's already clinched it as most impactful rookie of, of the finals. She's not going to see a lot of it unless there's a blowout, and then we'll we may get some on the other side. Some is it Nia Nia Cloudin or Nia Cloudin? Or we'll get some, you know, Kirsten. I hope there's no blowouts, though. But you know, yeah, that's the that's the only way. I just want I want the games to be competitive. So I hope I'm not hoping for any blowouts. Do we think we need to see more Brianna Jones? 
She had 12 points in her 17 minutes of play. Brianna's always great at crashing the boards. Yes. But we had 30 minutes of JJ, 35 minutes of Alyssa Thomas. Do you think we'll see them, or we'll see Kurt going to Brianna Jones a little more? I would like that personally. And I actually was just, just looking. She had zero offensive rebounds. Yeah. She she took yeah. mostly jump shots yeah, in, in yeah. game one. Which is not not what you want. I mean, as we've we've talked about, it is very unfortunate that the the Suns' three best players can't really play at mm. the same time because I mean they could, but you won't be really optimizing what they're good at. So I don't. I would like to just have Kurt try like a a big lineup. I don't. If AT plays thirty minutes, I don't think that's you know. That's not, that's, I think that's a good number for her, you know? So I would like to, I would like to see it. I mean, the floor is already incredibly small and not spaced as it is with mm. AT out there. So it's not like you're, you're giving up much with, with Breezy in that respect. So, yeah, I would like to see that Becky to answer your question. Would you you would rather have JJ Brianna than AT Brianna? And is that a correct yes. assessment? Yeah, I think yeah. so too. All right, we'll go for one final thought. I think the, the next time the pod rolls around, this this will all be well, maybe not. So, we, but we got two Tuesday, Thursday, game three. Nope, it, it could still be in question. I think by the time the next pod goes around, but we'll ask while we're here and. Who's winning the series? Just, just give us, give us your gut feeling. I think the Aces are winning the series. I'll just, just throw that out there. <laughs> no, it's just, it, it really did, it really did for me come down to Game One, and this was one of those games. But you know, I mean, it's, I wouldn't be surprised if we lost. I'm not like, not like, if we we blew it or something. It was just, I think that this is going to be close, and I think having one game go in your direction, especially the type of game that this was, leads me to think that. Let's get the dissenting opinion. Kayla, who do you think is winning the series? I kind of feel the same about game one. I think had game one gone the other way. Well, okay. First, my heart, with my heart, I'm going to say the sun with my heart. Of course. I'm going to say the aces. Had the sun pulled this one off, I think they would have won the series. Right. My, my, I would have been, it would have been the inverse if they had lost game one for me. Absolutely. So So, Becky, let's, let's get yours. So who do you think is winning the series? I, I think it's the Aces. I think okay. with how good Chelsea and Asia are playing and they didn't get that much offense from anyone else. Mm. Like if they could just get a little more help, they could blow them out. So. Okay, MJ? You said 39% from the field and 29 from three? 20% from three. 20% from three? 20.8%. Five of Good 24 Lord. from three. Five, yeah. five three-pointers made in this game for the Aces. Okay, I'll give the Sun hope that if they continue to play, they're just... Yeah, if we continue to shoot like that, guess what? Connecticut Sun is probably winning this yeah. race. I just like if they if they we're play that continue to shoot like defense that. and they keep taking the guards out of the game, even though I don't know if they can take Jackie out, but... She just seems to come in and, and like really just slice and dice when she needs to, like right at the key times. Like if Chelsea's not doing something, here comes Jackie. So if you take um, scoring out of the equation, she has been marvelous. Yeah. Like uh, all playoff long. And just her movement on the floor. She like yeah. helps things keep keep moving around. 
makes a great lot. decisions. The works. Yeah. Uh, I've been I've been super super impressed with her. But yeah, I mean Aces. But I'll give the Suns some hope for sure because if mm-hmm. they can, I watched them do it against Chicago. So I'm not yeah. gonna just say it's a runaway. But the Aces shooting like that and still mm-hmm. winning. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, I guess it's good luck in reverse now. Huh? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Do we have any final thoughts from anyone? Anyone want any? Have anything they want to? Say? Oh, I'm. Well, I'll let Kayla finish. But let me just say, everybody. I, well, I just start watching the Team USA scrimmage. So everybody mm-hmm. be on the lookout for that. It's starting September 22nd. The qualifiers, if I'm not mistaken, the FIBA World Cup, Australia. We're gonna be there. I think it's a couple players that's still playing right now. Like, yep. Kelsey Gray, Dierica, it's a few that will be on that roster. I'm not sure mm-hmm. where the roster is right now, how much more trimming they have to do, but I did see that scrimmage just randomly pop up on YouTube and I was watching it. Like I watched it yesterday, fell asleep on it, and I was watching it today before we logged on. So everybody just be on the lookout for that because it's going to be like basketball still going on like right after the final. So yeah, just be on the lookout for that. No breaks yeah. for anybody. No breaks. Yeah, then you know they go overseas after that, so. Uh, and then it's going to run into the season. So, yeah, it's rough. That's all. OK, <laughs> they have the red versus white scrimmage, I think is what it is. And the full game is out there somewhere. Yeah. If y'all want to watch, look it up on YouTube. Just look up six, uh, six, look up six team versus USA. six or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was out and there. You want to see Diamond do her thing and Shakira Aaliyah, Austin and Aaliyah Boston. Aaliyah Boston or just yes, with her blue hair getting out there yes. that's pretty cool uh, other than that i got nothing else uh, kayla any parting words do you have anything coming up you want to let the people know about no i just have one question for you snap i do okay. earlier in the season i remember you saying like maybe i'll come check out mohegan <laughs> for the finals so what's up what's up is is i had a lot of uh, unforeseen expenses so i'm not going to be checking out mohegan during the finals Sadly, I probably would have made the sacrifice for Chicago, so I'm terrible. But that is just my my wife also wants to go visit Chicago. She has (laughs) like, you want to go visit Connecticut? You should have. I got nothing. (laughs) Nothing to you, Snap. (laughs) He's showing favoritism. I am. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh, I do though. I want to. I want to check out all all of the arenas that I, I haven't gotten to see yet. But Mohegan is definitely on there. In case I want to see another casino, because you know I don't have enough of those out here. Oh, Becky, you got anything? No. Okay. All right. This has been the sixth pod of the year, talking WNBA finals. Thank you so much to Kayla Dos Santos for for coming on and giving us your opinion on the Connecticut Sun. And uh, we'll see how this series goes, if it'll be done or not done by the next podcast. And we will we will have something to celebrate or bemoan, as the case may be. Game five. Good luck to both teams. Yeah, uh, by the way, that'll that's going to be, if that does take place, that's going to be in the MGM Grand, Grand Garden Arena and not in the usual haunt. And that place seats up to 17,000. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh no, why did you tell me that? Uh, just, <laughs> <laughs> just letting you know, just throwing it out there. So yeah, that could happen. That would be something. But that's it. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you guys have a great week and you enjoy whatever the WNBA finals going forward and whatever other sporting things. I know football started up and all this other stuff that you're into. Hope your team wins and you have a good time. Be good to each other and we will see you next week. Peace out. He said...